Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of Yahweh. Praise the name of Yahweh, the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of Yahweh, the Lord, is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, with the princes of his people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise Yahweh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. A beautiful, powerful psalm so today. Good. I think this was actually our call to worship uh, when Abe Cho was here. Um, so uh, a great, great psalm. Um, and, you know, I studied English in college. And so, I, you know, one thing that I love to nerd out on is, is rhetorical devices and, you know, sort of like the things that make language work. And uh, one of the best of them is rhetorical questions where it's, you know, kind of that open-ended question that just makes you think. And I think one of the most powerful questions that's repeated uh, at different points in scripture is who is like the Lord? Or when, you know, God himself says, who is like me? And uh, it, it's a great thing to meditate on. And then, you know, the psalmist unpacks it here. Um, so Billy Bean we are uh, we're looking at Psalm one thirteen. What are your what are your thoughts on the passage? Yeah, I mean, just another incredible psalm. I mean, not to jump straight to the gospel, but I think that when we read this this psalm, it is a beautiful psalm that's going to help us kind of frame the coming the the grandness of the coming gospel. Amen. And this this is a song. I think it's one of six psalms that were likely sung during the time of the Passover. So the people of God coming together singing this song remembering the deliverance mm -hmm. um, from, from Egypt, the deliverance over their, their enemies, and then anticipating a final deliverance. So um, likely a psalm that was sung over and over again, very familiar. Likely a song that was, psalm that was very familiar uh, uh, by Jesus and his disciples. Um, I, I think some, some commentators think that Jesus actually sang this song with his disciples mm -hmm. on the eve of his, of his crucifixion. And so um, just an amazing psalm that points forward to this, this final deliverance is a big Psalm. Um, and, and I think what stands out to me immediately is just the highness of God. Mm -hmm. um, he's high above all the nations. His glory is above the heavens. Who is like him? Well, nobody who looks uh, verse six, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth. So the highness of God looking down on the heavens and the earth and just his, he's just far above us. And when I think of his, I guess his, his highness, um, you know, I, I don't immediately think of his highness in terms of like spatially, right? Like he's, he's like up there. If I look up, mm. um, I think of his highness in, 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 in particularly in this Psalm in terms of his transcendence. Mm. And so he's, he's high above the nations. He transcends the nations. He's, he's, um, he transcends the heavens and the earth. Um, so mm. he is so big and so high. And then at the end, it talks about his humility. So mm -hmm. this God who is high above the nations, high above the earth, high above humanity, then comes down into 
humanity. Mm. Um, and, and he raises the poor from the dust. So just, just kind of this, this highness that transcends us, but, but yet this humility that stoops into the lowness of, you know, our dig, our human dignity. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. There's this Rich Mullins quote that I love. Um, I'm a big Rich Mullins fan. And, uh, this was kind of just like an offhanded, uh, thing that he said during a concert once. Um, but I think this quote is so good. You know, he, he's basically talking about giving up on going to the Bible to find answers and instead going to find God and, uh, letting that just inform everything else, like finding the heart of God. Mm. And, uh, so he says, I, I've given up trying to find answers in the Bible and I'm learning to look for the weirdest character of them all. And that would be God almighty himself. Uh, mm. and then he kind of goes on further into it that someone would be so totally other and so completely by himself and holy yet he would want us badly enough that he would be he would become like us in order to help us become like him and i think that that's such a colloquial and like beautiful way that god totally other totally by himself and I think that Psalm 113 depicts that so well. Like, who is like the Lord? There is this hierarchy. Like, we are not like God. We're not peers with God. God is not like us. Right. He's totally other, totally by himself. And yet, what is his nature? It's he raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap. He, he, like, he approaches us. He moves towards us in order to help us become like him, in order to bestow honor, to, to seat us. You know, Psalm 113, you know, says that he he makes them sit with princes. Um, and yet, you know, I think that, you know, in, uh, Romans and in Ephesians, there's an even better depiction of this, that not only are, are the poor seated with like princes, but with Christ himself seated right. with Christ himself in right. the heavenly places, uh, as co-heirs, as brothers. Right. And you know, that it pushes even further into that question of man, who is like the Lord? Uh, because it's one thing for a God to be totally transcendent and totally above, uh, but then for that God to condescend and to lower himself and then raise others with him should just fill us. I mean, I don't think you can go anywhere but the gospel. It's like, you know, this is good news. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've been on a big kick of lately is I think as, as believers, um, I have to I have to continually reorient myself that my call towards like the city of Atlanta and towards the world is to take good news. And I think we can, we can sort of get in this mindset where we're actually like, we feel like we're taking bad news to the world. You know, it's like a bunch of people out there who are doing whatever they want and we have to take them some bad news that they've got to stop doing whatever they want and start following Jesus. But we are actually like heralding very, very good news, which is that, you know, you are you are loved and you are free from these things that are corrupting you and corrupting your life. And that mm. there there's a place of freedom and love at the foot of the cross where you in your lowest, most despicable state uh, will be raised up and seated with Jesus. And, and that is just good news that that should put fire in our veins to to get out the doors of the church and, and you know, take that news to people who need it. Absolutely. I mean, man, just thinking about uh, the nations and the gods that the nations worship and, you know, the, the God of Islam, you know, a distant, far, um, um, 
reality and not a personal God that can be connected with or the, the pantheon of Hindu gods that sort mm-hmm. of serve um, toward the end of making the earth bear fruit or just fertility. Um, you, you think of, of, of these various prophets that have come and they all pale in comparison to this God. This really is the best news. I mean, a God who transcends life and death yep. yet comes to us like literally transcends life and death by coming to us, humbling himself to then defeat death, to defeat uh, death and raise the weak and needy to glory. Yeah, like, absolutely. This is the God we worship. And he and, and and this gospel, this good news was revealed to me. It was revealed to you, Will. Like we, we got to hear this good news. Mm. And so now, I mean, how much more should we want to go out and, and speak of this God to others? Mm-hmm. The best news. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Well, a great word here in Psalm 113, um, the majesty and the humility uh, and love of God um, all packed into this one concise, beautiful psalm. So for the great Billy Bean, this is Will Carlisle. And tomorrow we're starting Thessalonians, uh, Second Thessalonians. So, or as Barrett Fisher would say, two Thessalonians. Um, so we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404 404- 465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.